What's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to The Vital Check. I am your friendly neighborhood MD, Dr. Joe, here with the amazing... DJ Critical. What's up? And the... I don't want to say beautiful because I don't want to care. Illustrious. <laughs> Luxurious. Yeah. The future millionaire, Melissa. So, we are wrapping up, or January has already wrapped up. Yeah, it's a wrap. So Shout out to Big Caps again. Oh, God. Big Cap gang. <laughs> Luckily, we have transitioned to Aquarius season, guys. It's a good, good month, yes. So, we are just going to talk about... Right, what has January brought us, and also, you know, what's in our future, or what we hope to be in our future. January, which is generational wealth. January has brought a, a great birthday, like I said before, and um, you know, just just ready to take on the new year. Um, positivity, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, money. Oh, and money, Posit <laughs> yes. positivity and, and money, yes. Yes. Um, what was the question? I just know the answer is always money. But oh, oh, I mean, we were just going to talk about generational you know, generational setting up generational yes. wealth and what yes. that looks like. Yes, so what does generational wealth look like to me? Um, I like to think that I would be able to financially take care of my parents, mm. right? so those that came before me, but also leaving... Um, a substantial amount of wealth, right? So not just dollars, but a substantial amount of wealth and knowledge for those to come after me so that they can continue, right? So I had a really interesting conversation with, you both know him, Adolf, and he was talking about how we always talk about generational wealth, but we never talk about how to keep generational wealth, right? How do we become the next Rockefeller family, right? How do we mm, make sure right. that, yes, we pass along this, this wealth and then our kids drop the ball, right? or their kids drop the ball. So how do Spending. we make sure... That's the knowledge part. Yeah, that yeah. we are passing down, yes, the wealth, and making sure that that wealth builds more wealth and continues down the, the lineage. Because um, Adolf brought up a really good point that when you are born into wealth or you have these you know, luxurious experiences or this wealth around you, you lose that street smarts, right? You use... You lose what got you the wealth, right? Mm. So my kids won't have the same struggles, like which I don't drive. want them to, yeah. right? right? But they won't have the knowledge on what it feels like to be motivated or to, you know, to eat hustle. A, ambition. To a, a mayonnaise sandwich. I never ate a mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah, no, me neither. Sorry. Oh, see, so I haven't struggled. <laughs> I mean. That's basically what y'all saying. Have you ever had white rice with scrambled and ketchup? That's that's a, that's a, a, a. A five-course meal <laughs> compared to a mayonnaise sandwich. First off, why would you eat mayonnaise sandwiches? You're, you went, you wasn't struggling like that. Struggling. That's hard. I mean, was I it Hellman's? Because oh, then it might pass. You lying. No, it was like Miracle Whip. Some oh, nonsense. that's not mayonnaise. That's bread. Even, see? <laughs> even worse. Ugh, disgusting. Miracle Whip. Okay, but yeah, so you, you have your mayonnaise, you know, sandwich, like, pushing you forward to never do it again. But yes, your kids never. won't have that experience, right? So... What does it mean to give them all this wealth, give them this, all this opportunity, but make sure that when you're gone, that it still continues, right? right. So that's the level of wealth that I want to acquire and that I want to pass down to, you know, the future generations. Yes. Well, I'm here inundated and six-figure debt, um, educational debt. And... I mean, me and my husband, we go back and forth, right? Because I, for my undergraduate 
degree, you know, I got like over $50,000 in scholarships, right? Like I was hustling out there to get money. Um, and I feel like for my daughter, I want her to do the same, right? I need her to either hustle with her GPA, hustle with her merits, do something to get a full ride. Cause I don't want to pay for college. But then on the flip side, right? Like I know what it feels to have this, you know, looming debt that kind of, you know, I'm doing well, you know, not, and I don't want to downplay, you know, that what my, my salary and my husband's salary brings to us, but also like, I don't want to progress as far as expanding my, my wealth because I have this debt. Um, so like for me or for us, I mean, we still, she, her college is going to be paid for. Right. So I don't want her to start her adulthood with this negative balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I think an important part is diversifying, um, our portfolio. Right. Um, my parents are the, I don't do the stocks. I don't do yeah. life insurance. I don't do trusts. I don't do estate planning, right? Because that's you wishing your death upon me. When I told my dad, I'm like, listen, I just, you know, when the day comes that you pass away, I just want to grieve, right? I don't want to deal with the messy money situation. Start a GoFundMe. Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to, you know, honor you and your legacy, and that's it, right? and, And in order to do so, I need you to plan for that day. And, you know, and I guess it is a little morbid. Um, but you know, it's something that culturally, like we don't, we don't do right. You, everything happens after the fact. And actually my dad, he was the one who bought the plot for his parents. He's the one that planned for his parents. And, you know, so it's it's weird that he, they probably do that more like closer to the age or the time where they feel like it's, it's nearing the end. Whereas where they feel still youthful and like, you know, alive and stuff they don't want to think about that stuff but like just like you said is is it's better to plan than to like you know have to scramble or get things done at that time or like closer to it's like just plan it and just don't think about it so when the day comes unfortunately you can just like you know get it done grieve and you don't have to like worry with all that sort of stuff on top of um, you know your loss and stuff like that yeah and he also has businesses right so i don't know who's gonna come through the streets lurk from around the corner to like claim to claim something yeah. right and like i don't right i don't i'm not i'm not fighting so um that's why like to me i want my parents to to know like my plans to build but you know they have to plan also um so yeah i think it's like it's it's definitely a cultural thing whereas um like i don't think my my mom well she has a lot of siblings well you is only like you and your brother yeah but my parents are like one in it from eight and one to five oh six. oh yeah so my my mom's side uh she has a lot of siblings and stuff so it was like a lot of um i mean their parents really didn't they're from jamaica so like they came just trying to find a a way so like they didn't really have much to divvy up or like spread out um between the their kids and stuff but um yeah i don't i i think what our knowledge of the way we think now as far as preparing is, is something that that's a you know a good practice 
Yeah. Because even my brother now, he's watching all these videos. He's subscribing to things right now. He's like, you need to start a trust fund. Right. And the, when you think of trust fund, you think of Wealthy. wealthy white people. Right, like trust fund babies. Like that means you were just born and boom, you're a millionaire. Yes, yeah, um, but it, it's it's really yeah. a little more nuanced than just that. Um, right, there's like tax codes and stuff. Right, like so, it's just nuts that we are all children of immigrants and we have now acquired this knowledge thanks to people like Melissa, yeah. who's kind of you know simplified it. Right, because it's really daunting to to even plan that ahead. Yeah, I think but it's, also it's more like that they, they, intimidating. They're, they're, yeah, scared and intimidated where they feel like, I don't know, they're going to mess up or do something wrong. Something So like people like Melissa, which is a, a blessing that's able to simplify it and like get the point across where like not only the super wealthy or trust fund babies can have this, um, you know, opportunity. Yes. Yeah, so my, my story is a little different. So my parents are have planned have they're a little plans. open to it um and well, that is are. because yeah right. so they were they are immigrants but they came so young that they were very open to learning about things um mm. and then when i became a lot more knowledgeable and passed on this information to them they were receptive, receptive to, to it, it yeah. um so my and it is it is a morbid conversation but it's such a necessary conversation yeah. right because it it creates a different level of responsibility that i would much rather have than you know the fact that, like you mentioned, I'm trying to grieve and I also have to take care of all these other things. So my parents have estate plans. They do have, you know, I'm power of attorney and things like that. I know where all the paperwork is. But I remember having these conversations where my dad drove us out to Long Island to see the plots that he bought for himself and my mother. Mm. And he's just like, yeah, I have like two more years left to pay, and it'll be paid off. Um, he's like, and this is like the receipts and this is where, it, and I'm just like, I don't That's want excellent. you to see the plots like where you're going yeah, to bury yeah, yeah. and he's just like no you need to see he's like well you need to know where it's located i'm just like no but now like years later I'm yeah because like, it's like all right yeah i'd rather that way we just like all right do it one time yeah get over it and then you don't have to like it's not something you revisit like you don't go there to right. check on the yeah. plot yeah. every couple oh, of months oh you're growing some grass yeah. <laughs> you don't go to trim it like yeah. yeah exactly and so it, I do feel very responsible for the outcome of my parents' life, which is like you're, you know, you become the parent now. You switch roles, right. and so I'm like calling and check, like, did you take your vitamins today? And you know, did you go to your physical today? But I much rather prefer that level of prepared responsibility than to just a clusterfuck, like you know, when things hit the fan. So it's really, really important. For anyone listening, you know, to state plan for yourself, but also, you know, for the people closest to you, your parents, and, yeah. you know. And even that was an episode of Insecure R.I.P. Yeah. But, right, and I think it, it was great that we exposed these, these concepts to, you know, all the millennials and, like, black and brown people watching the, the show to really just ingrain or at least plant that seed mm -hmm. um, of something that's necessary but uncomfortable to discuss. Yeah. And this is why I, I highly feel like representation matters, right? So because when you're thinking of estate planning, you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's whatever white people do that or older people do it. But an then, estate. Yeah. Like, you got to have a mansion on right. five acres exactly. for an estate. But then we have shows like Insecure where we have a black family living in, you know, a middle class family living in a regular home and their daughter coming to them and saying, hey, we need to estate plan and prepare this. So it, it brings it down to, to a level where I'm just like, oh, 
you know, someone who looks like, like me, me right? my, mm-hmm. my looks like my parents, lives in a house like my parents, they're doing this. Oh, it didn't cost an arm and a leg. Oh, it only took like an hour. And the so, fact that Kelly's character was the one that was doing right. it was even was right. great. Right, and you're just bringing it into people's households in a way where it's, it's you know, It's easily digestible. digestible. Yeah, right. and mm-hmm. so it makes it feel like, oh, if they're doing this here, I can at least Google to see what the steps are that I would need to take. So I really, I really like that. And I wish that more, you know, everyday life, things were were broadcasted in a way where people who look like us are doing them yeah right and it's not just like a one-off like insecure is great but i want to see more shows like insecure because how many different versions of emily in paris or sex in the city do we have with you know these these leads that don't look like us living these lives that sometimes you know we can relate sometimes we can't fantasize yeah but it's like i I want to see like when it comes to like even like some like 90 like they had like living single which friends stole Okay, and all right, so we had then Girlfriends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have a show called Harlem and then another show called Run the World, which is similar similar premise where it's like for African-American women and like how they, each one of them have like different walks of life, but like obviously they have a, a friendship. Um, and um, now it's very um, inclusive. Like now there's a, an openly gay woman. Right. There's um, obviously there's always like one that's super like promiscuous, and then there's like a, a rich one that's like from wealth, and then there's another one that's like grinding, and she's a lawyer, and now she's married, and now she's divorced. So like they have like different dynamics. So I think that now in like the media and just um, shows and movies um, are trying to push the envelope of like incorporating more uh, ethnicities and like people who look like. And I, I love that, and I just, it's interesting, and I love that they bring up the dynamics, but when I think about a show like Sex and the City, right, whether it's the original or the new reverted version, right, it's four women, all four wealthy, all four live in wealth, you know, some come from wealth, some work, some don't, and they're just living, right? There's no real, yeah, they're having no a little, burden, right, yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh, they're trying to find a husband, and like, those things, but they're not struggling and going through all these like you know it's not glamorized struggle um which is what i find that a lot of black and brown television it's glamorizing this like i went through all of this and look i came out you know successful it's like can you just show me yeah yeah i think i've seen a a quote uh recently where it was like um for like uh black people like the the struggle is like glorified Yeah. yeah they feel like oh you have to, it's just just it comes with the territory of you right. just being African American. You just struggle. You get through it. You and we applaud it, yeah, resiliency. We applaud, yeah. yeah. No, I and Emily in Paris is one of the shows I hate watch. I will say that. But literally, it's whatever twelve episodes, twelve episodes, ten episodes of this girl just doing foolishness in Paris, like, yeah. right? Mm. Subpar, and it's fine that she's not really good at her job. She's still making a lot of money. She dresses so cute. She's, you know, picking between this guy or that guy, and it's and this show is applauded, it's awarded, and there's no real huge plot point. It's nothing super heavy. It's just mm. a girl who got the opportunity to go to Paris to work, and she's enjoying her time in Paris. I would love to see a show of, like, a black girl or a Latina who goes to you know Italy because they they got a scholarship and they're just having fun in Italy and yeah. not a not a struggle in sight like you know right. like I would love to see that and they're like oh it's fantasy it's not real it's just like it somebody's life it could be it, it could be yeah yeah 
You know, stop trying to give me relatable struggle. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I just want the mindless the fun fantasy, TV right. yeah. that is, you know, on TV for so many other people. Like, I want to, you know, see that for myself. We were watching This Is Us, and I told my, my husband, I'm like, yo, where is the joy? Right? Like, why must I yeah, cry I, at every episode? I, like, yeah. can I they be happy? Watching it. I exactly. watched it. Yo, like, I, was I forgot just, what season, but then it just became too heavy it's very heavy it continues to be heavy yeah. i'm like yo i just want yeah, them to like be every happy episode like they just yeah they it's just, just like what plot story. twist now are you gonna give me and that's why like we followed it up with abbott right so abbott elementary is this um show mom from Terry. yes from quinta her mom was a school teacher they're from philly i think um but it's based in, in philly right and literally like i'm cackling right like it's just fun like, yes, it's based on true events and like, yes, underfunded schools, like what major urban city doesn't have underfunded public schools, but right. How to make the best of a situation really be uplifting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, this teacher is struggling with technology, but let's make it funny. Like, let's make it a way that I'm empowering you as my, as my co-teacher or mm -hmm. something. So like, I have to follow up. This is us with Abbott elementary because it's just like, I need joy, right? Like yeah. I need something to laugh about to like, Oh, that, yeah that's mad funny <laughs> and know? i want to see it without it being picked apart right because so I've, i haven't seen the show i it is on my agenda but everyone's saying how oh this show is not relatable or it's not realistic but when you bring in which i love the office you bring in a show like the office which is the same you know setup it's a mockumentary it's supposed to be over the top funny right, right? those situations that happen in the office would not be happening in a real you know work environment we're not gonna have all these things happening and right. just like keep a michael scott in charge like that wouldn't be the case right and people love that show it is awarded you know fantastic and then you bring in the exact same you know concept in a school and there's seven billion think pieces about why this is not relatable and why we don't need to see this it's like but we do we need to see that joy and that happiness yeah and even my uh, my little cousin in Florida was talking about like this Facebook post because one of the best things of January was Encanto the movie. My headband is you know Encanto, um, but you know <laughs> a lot of people were saying that's unrealistic family um, dynamics. Like who who lives like that, or like you know the surface pressure. Like nobody feels that. And I was like. Welcome America to an intergenerational immigrant household, yeah. right? Like, how could you say that movie's not relatable when, like, this is this is everyday life for so many folks yeah. who are right. who live in this country, right? Yeah. Like, you have your grandma. My grandma looked just like her. Didn't really smile. Rest in peace, um, <laughs> right? And then you have all these cousins. You have like the black sheep of the family, right? Like to me, it was just some of the stuff she posted from this Facebook group, I was like, of course, like it's just, it, it, it has to make sense. Right. This is the country we live in, but right. It's, I, I don't know. I love that movie, but I'm so sad. I haven't seen it yet, but I know Lin-Manuel Miranda is on the ones and twos. And yes. you know, I'm a huge fan. Hamilton in oh. the Heights. Yeah. Tick, G tick, boom. If you have, you know, Oh, I haven't watched tick, tick, boom. I need to so watch So good. It. You know, I also love and he Andrew Garfield. Too, the guy. Yeah. So he, in case people don't know, I, Lynn Miranda, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. By and the way, did you know Jason doesn't know who that is? Uh, we're going to pretend like he does. <laughs> so, Lynn Manuel no Miranda, theater kid. You know, I love me some theater. Um, born and raised in New York, New York Puerto City. Rican. Mm -hmm. um, he no clue who he is. Hamilton? I know Hamilton, like I was telling earlier. I know Hamilton. I know you. I know Hamilton because I know you love it and you speak about it all the he time. He played the 
original Hamilton. In I've never show. seen anything Hamilton. You've seen me post things. Oh, yeah, but I've oh, never. God. All right. Well, as I yell at you internally, I'll show you. They but have yeah. available shows oh. on the weekdays. If oh, you yeah. like Isn't to go like to the musical. Broadway week coming up, too. Yes. It is oh, Broadway. we should all go watch it then. I'm down. Like I'm, I'm an open, open mind. You would person. like it. It's rap. It makes things modernized, like from our, you know, founding time. It makes it, history understandable. Yeah. So this is him. That's Lynn L M M. Okay. Um, he takes the train. Takes the A train. train. He is, you know, your regular Degla Schmegla, and he could put together a tune really well. Um, and so he directed Tick Tick Boom, um, which has Andrew Garfield, who's my favorite Spider-Man. Fight me if you want. Um, <laughs> And so essentially this story is about the guy who um, created the Broadway show Rent. Okay. And it talks about um, his experience with the first Broadway play that he was trying to get picked up. And it didn't get picked up, but he spent a large amount of his time, sacrificed his friends, his family, his relationship to to create this, you know, his piece. This like, this is my moment. Um, And it didn't get picked up. And then so... Someone was like, you know, write what you know. Um, and so he wrote about, so he wrote Tick, Tick, Boom about himself, which was him trying to write his first, you know, play. And then no one really picked that one up either. Um, and then he wrote Rent, which people love. They started picking it up. And then the day Rent was to premiere, he died. So he never got to see. Oh, damn. Yeah, he never got to see, wow. like, his his big his moment big, come yeah. to fruition. Right. And Rent was one of the biggest, like. 525. Yeah, it was one of the first Broadway plays that people really, you know, out, yeah. and were like, oh, my Embraced God. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. You know, this I, this is things. And so it became a movie. Like, it, it was just this whole big thing. And he never got to see it. Um, and I love when people tell stories like this because a lot of times we get wrapped up in our own you know, our own creativity, our own genius, our own life. And, and then we we're don't like, take the time yeah, to Yeah, like and we're not enjoying it. Right. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he wasn't enjoying what he was doing. And or then he the changed so many people's lives and he didn't even get to see. So he died feeling like he made no difference. Right. When the truth is, he made, he a made world all of the difference. difference. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix and it's phenomenal. So I highly recommend um, watching that. You know, you need to... Come on, Lynn yes. Manuel Miranda. Oh my God, he's not in the movie. Manuel, Miranda. yeah, L of M. If you know, L M M. Yeah, yes, that's it. how he signs his twitters too. Yeah, he's, his he, wife is amazing. It's just she like is. She is. an excellent family. Yeah, and I believe their first date, he like took her to get ice cream or something. It was like the weirdest. Like he met her and he really. I've been liked doing stuff her. like that. All right, then you're the you're you're up next. Your wife is at the next ice cream shop. Yep, mm-hmm. a scoop away. <laughs> a scoop away. <laughs> Maybe two. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta double scoop it. Yeah, double scoop that thing. You can't get a double scoop it. What am I doing here, really? Yeah, I got enough know? for a double scoop. All right. All right. Speaking about scooping, a little Sunday, right? So thankfully, thank you. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but essentially, one of another, one of the other successes of January was the "You Got Food at Home" challenge. Yes. That I scooped was. a lot of avocados that I didn't throw out. <laughs> Decreasing food waste. Yes. And like my, I mean, I have to finish running my budgets. Um, the numbers. numbers for January. Yes. But according Doing to good. personal capital, I've spent a lot of less. Yes. And I think we're going to do it again in the summer, which is going to be harder, right? January is a little easier for me to do things like this because I'm not really home. going out. Right. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. winter. You know, I was like, all right, I guess I'll make some soup. Which I went to Morin's last night. Some what? Steakhouse? <laughs> yeah. By yourself? No. I went he was a lady because uh-huh. you heard that phone call earlier, but we're uh-huh. we not going to go there. Um, but I do go to dinner by myself a lot, though. I oh. do really like that about you. 
Um, and that is one of the, because I like to take pieces from my friends and family, like, you know, incorporate my life. And I do really like that you really love your independence and you love spending time with yourself. It doesn't mean you don't like being around because you you are also yeah. mixy as hell. But with three X's, guys, mix, mix, <laughs> like you in the party, Jason in the party, um, giving you the you interesting do point really of view. Stand on your own in a way that is refreshing and a way that I feel like a lot of people are uncomfortable, including myself. Like, you know, like taking yourself to dinner, a nice dinner, not just like a Wendy's drive through because I could do that. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, mind yeah. doing that. Right. But going to a nice dinner or like going to the movies by yourself or things like that, like going to the park by yourself, you know, hanging out with traveling yourself. Traveling by myself. Right. Traveling by yourself. It's so undervalued. Yes. But it is definitely something that. It made to think that it's uncomfortable, too. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I want to lean over and say something. But it's just like, maybe I don't. Maybe yeah. I just want to like vibe with myself. And so I really do like that. And I think that's the piece I'm going to try to, you know, incorporate. Incorporate more. Look at look at me. Yeah, I did go to the movies by myself once. It was right before the pandemic. Well, like the year before, I went to see Us, mm. um, and I liked it. I was like, okay, I could do this more. Mm-hmm. But I also really wasn't a huge movie goer. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I go to the movies two or three times a year, that's a lot for me. Um, and then the pandemic came, and I was just like, well, well, there goes, over that. There goes that. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't had the opportunity to try. It, so maybe you know, I'll try it again. We'll, I'll go yeah, see. Take a, yourself to a little. So what's your favorite no, solo activity to, a to do? Dinner. Who, me? Yes, you. Um, Couldn't be. Then you. My favorite solo, I, I like going to the movies by myself. Um, it's just like you just go, you just get get a little popcorn and get a little drink. And you're really just in the movie. I feel like you just submerge where it's like when you're with somebody, like obviously you can like, uh, you have like a dialogue, you can talk. <laughs> no, I, I go on friend dates to movies too, where it's not. Yeah, really we went we to Spider Man. Yeah. So I've seen, seen Spider Man like three times, but I saw yeah. it twice. It's it's a very good movie. It's, yeah, it's good. so um, that's usually like the it's just like obviously the easiest and quickest thing where you just you allot some just like time for yourself really. Uh, going to the dinner by myself is is cool too because I just like I don't be wanting to like wait for a date to mm. experience in a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. That's what I, yeah, the, and what's really good is like people say you make the best partner if you don't mind dating yourself, right? So like mm. if you can take yourself out on a date and enjoy your own company, then you mm. know other people can enjoy your company. Like as far as uh, other people being uncomfortable with it, I've realized that some in dating, and then when I express that I'm doing things by myself, the it's probably just the the women that I'm dating just think yes, I'm, your I'm, circle. I'm lying yeah. or they don't they can't really grasp as to either why I'm doing it by myself or why I haven't incorporated yeah. them in me doing so. I'm like, oh just I was I had a little free time, I just wanted to watch a movie or like So now we're out here negotiating self care. But what else should we negotiate now? Probably like salaries everything. and jobs and everything. Stuff. You should you should negotiate everything. And people are always just like, I'm uncomfortable. It's like, you're going to be uncomfortable with people taking advantage of you. That's a, a, that's the contract that's right. you're signing, right? So we yeah. all have social contracts with people. And so it's just like, same thing with boundaries. You're going to set a boundary. People are going to respect it or you're going to remove yourself from that situation. It's the same thing in a negotiation, right? It's like, if it doesn't go your way, you can say, okay, I'm going to take this route or I'm going to remove myself. Mm, and yeah. so... I made this post on Instagram, which if you're not following, no one on deck. Uh, I made this post on Instagram. It started off on Twitter, right? It was just me rambling. That's that's what I use Twitter for. 
Um, and I was thinking about all of the perks, essentially, that came along with my new job. And I was talking about them on Twitter because people were like, oh my God, like they do this, they do that. And it's like, well, some of this was already, you know, part of the offer package, but I negotiated a lot of other things mm -hmm. in that package because I'm just like, I'm leaving behind an 11 year career. This is a huge leap. I need to feel hella secure. Like I need to make sure that all parts of my life are, are gonna be okay in doing this, right? And that's, that is definitely a place of privilege because not as many people also say that and then you're like, well, what if I work in agriculture? And I'm like, I don't, I don't have all yeah, the Yeah, and answers. I'm always on the side of like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. And so, but I think what's a, an intricate part of this conversation with negotiation is people don't even know what they can negotiate. Yeah. Right? So I was talking about how you can negotiate health insurance um, and people immediately thought like, oh, but it's the plan. It's the plan that they offer. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to negotiate the plan. You can negotiate the premium, right? Mm. Would it be covered by them or was it going to be covered by you? Because premiums go up, right? And so if my employer is covering the premium, which they oh. are, mm. right, then that is a raise in itself, right? You don't only need to focus oh. on, the salary, on the salary. Because right. if the premium's going up and I'm paying for the premium, I'm losing right. money. Yes, right. yes, yes. Right? So that's one thing. And then another thing, the HSA, you can also negotiate a match, similar to how you negotiate your 401k match, oh. right? So that's another thing. So people are just like, Oh, but you said this. It's like, yes, but there's so many other, other things you other can negotiate, things, yeah. right? Mental health is really big now. It's really trendy for these companies to do things that, you know, Definitely. are poor. Right. So I have over $310 in subscriptions that my company pays for, right? Oh. So Headspace, because the DOE offers Headspace for free, I was just like, I would kind of like to keep this. Mm. And so now I have a free Headspace oh. subscription with my new job. That's excellent. Same thing with Masterclass. My companies are talking about we growth mindset. We want this. We want that. Masterclass. You know, you learn all these new things, and that's money that I don't have to, you know, pay. Right. So these are things unlimited PTO, working remote, things like that. Even if it's not unlimited PTO, I have a friend who just negotiated three extra uh, PTO days for herself instead of taking the two percent raise because she she calculated like it's gonna be equivalent to the same thing, mm. and she's like it's better for me to have the extra three days anyway yeah, for yeah. vacation. And so these are things like you can bring to the table. It's not always, oh, I want $20,000 more on this salary. It's, well, what can I get $20,000 worth? Worth for it, yeah. So how would you know, like, how did you even start, right? Like, okay, the math, like the DOE, like the headspace you already kind of had an exposure to, the master class you already had. So how do you even figure out, like, hmm, let me try negotiating this. Like, is there a thought process? Do you, like, see what the package has and then you just go through yes. it like bullet point was like all right that's cool uh i would probably like yeah like, like, like an edit thing and or to add something that was like, wasn't even there like how do you even right. think about that so the thing is i that is where i started i looked at the original offer and i'm like oh, okay i like this i'm like oh i don't like this i'm like okay i can live with this right mm. and so the things where i don't like a lot of times it's not like oh i don't like this change it you bring in uh, a, an uh, alternative uh, right. right it's like I this see. doesn't particularly work for me could we do this instead, right? Or is this something you'd be open to? If they say no, it's like, well, is there somewhere we can meet in the middle, in the middle. on, right? So it's not just like, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this, because that's see. not a negotiation. That's just complaining. Right. Right? And it's like, mm. I don't want to come yeah, to you with You have to be mindful of like, they can also rescind the offer. Right. So you have to. Exactly. I think that's where people are afraid. Are cautious, where they don't want to over. Overplay. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's the other thing. So your network, right? So I had Shakira, who's master of 
you know, working in, in corporate America, I was not. And so I went to her, I'm like, you know, I wanna add, ask if they can bring the salary up to this number. And she goes, most negotiations don't have that much amount, amount of room for the for this. So she's just like, I maybe see. ask for this and then negotiate other things. And I was just like, that's really, that's mm, a really good idea. Yeah. Um, and then in sharing that post, that's what I said. I'm like, I was offered equity instead of a sign-on bonus. So Shakira was like, oh, ask for a sign-on bonus if they can't bring the salary up. And they're just like, oh, you know, we can't really afford this, but I, but I know that they are moving towards, you know, something. I don't want to like say too much. Right. Um, and so I was able to negotiate twenty four thousand dollars in equity of the company mm. instead of a sign on bonus. So it was just like, that's I crazy didn't even, that you yeah. didn't think about that. Right, but I know I'm like, uh, generational wealth, equity. You want to own things. You want to own things. So I'm like, this excellent. company, and this company is growing, growing, growing. I'm just like, I want. You know, yeah. the oh. money to you grow. Want the yeah. Right. And so it's like, especially if you're going to be helping them to grow. do so. Right. If my role in the company in marketing is to help y'all grow, it's you just like, just why see, wouldn't right. I want to bet on that right. horse? Yeah. Um, so those are things where the DOE, I wasn't thinking about equity. You can't own the DOE. You cannot. Right. But no, then I'm moving really into a public it. sector. I'm just like, okay. Right. And then I also knew that my health insurance was not going to be as great as from the DOE. So I'm just like, I need to really navigate how I'm going to be paying for certain things. Um, so that's, so they cover the premium. And so I'm just like, okay, this is a, I feel like I'm in a good space where I feel comfortable yeah. right. leaving something I, I've known so long that I don't know, but the worst they could say is no, yeah. right? The worst they could say is we're, we're unable to, and there were certain points in the negotiation. They're like, we can't, you know, do this. We can't offer this. And it's like, okay, so let's figure this out. And then you have to have your non-negotiables and things where you're willing well, to, right. some wiggle room, yeah. you know, wiggle room. And so ne negotiating doesn't have to be as hard as it. You don't have to go in guns blazing. It really is as simple as, you know, just starting and opening up a conversation. So and I think that goes to, everything. to life too, right? Yeah. Outside of work. I think, <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about dating, I guess, right now. But, <laughs> um, right I've been in a relationship with my husband since I was the age of 17, right? So it's been a very long-term relationship. But prior to meeting him, right, I had this list of who I envisioned myself with, and it was not my husband, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what happens a lot with my single friends, right? We have this checklist that is non-negotiable, right? There's just, There should be some staples right like a man that respects you yeah you know there should be some things that should not be negotiable but however like he has to be six to have this kind of job have this kind of salary right i think it's like what can you live with right can you live poorly with a man that you know uplifts you like supports you or can you live richly and be alone right like to me like there's just some things that have to be negotiable and some things that are just like this is my stance, like, what, we, we make it or break it, you know what I mean? So, relationships are also something that you should negotiate. It is, or yes, it is interesting as a master negotiator. I always say I haven't entered negotiation, I haven't won. But, as a, I haven't. Like, Flex. the really, like, big Flex. negotiations, especially for, like, my business, when I think about, like, work, I'm like, I everything I've ever negotiated, I've, pretty much gotten what I wanted. And then that makes me realize like Bravo. Certain things really don't most things that you think are gonna breed happiness don't. Don't mm. right. And so I a said word. that with my latest video, I was just like, I got everything that I really wanted from this new job. Like even when we went to the aquarium in June and I was like, I wanna work in tech and I want that I had this list. I'm like, I want this, this and this. Like this is gonna make me happy leaving teaching. 
and I got all of that. Right. And I was like, bitch, where's the happiness that you thought was coming? Was coming, yeah. Like, what happened? What happened, right? Right. Um, and then it's the same thing with, like, relationships. And so it's just like, you might have this list and you get every, you got the 6'2", full head of hair because I really don't like baldness. Oh, to me, it gotta all, be a certain baldness. Nah, now. bro. You gotta baldness. keep it well, gotta be well nah, oiled. Baldness is definitely on my list. My of dad been bald for a while. Because I know, I, all I'm gonna focus on is like slapping his head. But like, <laughs> <laughs> they don't like that. The baldies don't like that. I, this is why I can't put myself in that situation. But it's like, you can have this list that you think, this ideal list of, he makes six figures, this, this, and this, and you get all of it, and then you enter the relationship, and it's just like, mm. this is not feeling the way I thought it was going to feel. cheating on you. I, okay. I, <laughs> it's just, you know, so it's like that list has to change and evolve as you grow. As you evolve, that list evolves. Yes. But I also don't want anyone to think that they need to accept, you know, just anything. Right. Right, and it comes like in desperation, I guess. In mm. certain time, when you reach a certain age, like, oh, I need to, you know, take whatever comes because I have to get married and have kids, and my, <laughs> you know, it's just like you're gonna take whatever comes. Like that seems this risky. Like a I'm very pro- risk averse. Yeah, that's disaster written all over it. What do you think, Mister Single? I'm newly single from a very long term relationship, a very long term rocky, you know, but. How are you living out here? Um, I'm negotiating. <laughs> I'm negotiating. I hope you win your negotiation. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been winning my Aww. negotiations. But then it's like my my negotiation tactics. I think I just have to differ because, mm. um, I have a very I guess like laissez faire, nonchalant way of negotiating where I like I'll present it and then it's like, <laughs> all right, fine, like. If, if you don't want to go with it, then whatever. Where I think I have to be a little bit more um, stern in in things that I want, or or in 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 the other case, like be more welcoming to other to other yeah. people's negotiations. I like um, that. Whereas um, there's like there was an instance instance uh, like a couple of years ago where somebody came into my space mm. and tried to like rearrange my space mm. and i just wasn't like like really... your your room yeah oh, i remember that and i wasn't really receptive was to it, it was... <laughs> I, I i really miss her by the way Aww. but um i'm sorry yeah at at the moment i was really combative and like really not taking heed or taking into what she was like saying as to your feng was... shui yeah mm. and i was just like no, like no, no, and no, and you're gonna have to deal with that because no, and then like, you know, it's always retrospective. It's always like once they leave and like, damn, like she was. Yeah, it's always retrospective. She she yeah. wasn't like she wasn't like, she wasn't totally right. She wasn't like totally right, but I think her, probably her approach was just her approach of negotiating yeah. was just a little forward. Headstrong. To me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, like you have to. And I was like, that's me. I was I'm like, definitely nah, like that. You're not coming in here. I'm terrible just dictating and stuff like that. This is this has been this way for umpteen years. It's gonna stay that way. Sound like an old Jamaican like, guy. Well, yeah, in, in some ways I probably still have like the little characteristics. Okay. But uh, the new me now, where it goes evolving, back to evolving, right? Yeah. Um, I'm way more uh, receptive and open to figuring things out. 
and just working together as a, as a unit. I think being single for so long, which also ties back into like my independence, I'm so like used to like just doing things mm. my way or just doing things how I want it. So when- Kind of like a TikTok reel for you. When you're incorporating <laughs> another person, it's hard for you. What I'm realizing, it's hard for you to transition into an, an us yeah. or mm. we when I'm yeah. just so used to like, oh, mm. if I want to get up and go somewhere, I'll just do it rather yes, than like, yes. oh, hey, I'm yeah. going this way. And then, you have to operate as a team. Yes. Right. And then, so like, it's. And you love team sports. You love basketball. I love yeah. basketball. You gotta be your, your, your teammate. Your teammate. But even in basketball, I was. Uh, no! I, I was just like, give me the ball. I'll take care of it. No! But, um, yeah, so that's just what I'm learning in the, the dating space, which I feel like it all helps in the grand scheme of me being. Uh, a superb, optimum, premium partner oh. in, in life. The best version of yourself. The best version. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever this lucky gal is out there, you know, you're gonna get. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get class A. Ooh, amazing. You're critical. I love that for her. I don't you, even know. Oh her. yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. for her. Like she's Fantastic. gonna. She's gonna live a, a life. I hope there is a significant other out there talking about me like that. She's gonna, yes. she's gonna love life. He's gonna live a life because you bring so much to the table with you. I'll see. Yeah. I am the table. Oh, you are. <laughs> cool. And we're not just talking about our yoga pose, yeah. okay? I am the table. <laughs> you are the table. I like that. I like that. She like is the table. Thing. Yeah. So what are we gonna so I think January has been pretty good for us, right? Yeah, I would have to yeah. agree. Um, I closed all my fitness rings on the Apple Watch. Nice. I did 30 days of yoga. Um, I feel great. I mean, so that's just physical energy. I mean, we'll see where the mental takes me in February. That's the next part. Nice. Um, maybe a theme of love. I don't know. Oh, that's have a love. little cliche for February. Is that theme of love? Okay. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's why, because, you know, Valentine's and this terrible capitalistic holiday. <laughs> but um, how to refine my love. Oh. Yes. I think I'm a little crude. So. You're the most non-crude person. I feel like you love love. Like, what do you mean? No, like, but the thing is, I'm not, I'm not uh Overly, like. Uh, yeah, don't hug me. Don't kiss me. That just, no, just, that just means your love language is not physical touch. And neither is not, mine. Yeah. And I'm a very loving person, but it's like, can you get the fuck off my shoulder <laughs> like can you back up yeah yes, yes, yes. she is like that yeah. but I am so romantic and I love love don't make a face you don't even know me romantically <laughs> check yourself alright before you wreck yourself <laughs> rude, rude. I'm, I just don't like to be physical. I'm the touched. overly romantic one that's why we don't work okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yes January I usually don't like January's but this was a good yeah, January yeah this was a good January um, I Despite had my panoramas. Yeah, the pets just got used to it. I had my first $10,000 month. So we're one step closer to quitting working for others, working for myself. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I went to D.C. It was really nice. Nice. Fun, with old colleagues, so people that I'm not, like, used to traveling with. Mm-hmm. Um, How was that? It was nice. It, I, I like being surrounded by people that aren't always, like, aligned with, the type of person I am, okay. mm. um, and they're very different from who I am, and they're very different from like just the the type of friends I really hang out with and mm. keep around. 
So it was really nice. And we had like so many fun conversations. We played We Are Not Really Strangers, which is a really fun game. I really tried to get into that game because you said it, but we'll play. It's a rough one. Never heard it. It's a rough one. It's a good game. You would like it. It, You would use it for your dates. How about Game Night at My House, guys? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'll be gone for February, so March. March. (laughs) I'll be in Arizona. For the whole month? Yeah. I like to skip winter. So, you know, I work remote, so we'll see. But yeah, that was my month. It was good. Success. January for me, um, celebrating my birthday, Maldives. Maldives. Uh, just throw that in there shyly. With a sprinkle of Dubai and Milan. Mm. <laughs> you went to a steakhouse with a lady? Oh, yeah, I went to, yeah, it was a restaurant week, though, you know. So. Mm. That's, don't don't downplay it. It's just yeah. the price that I went mean, it's down. Just, it's just a steakhouse, you know. I, I indulge you in the, me, the luxuries from time to time. Rich. No, you got one life, so as <laughs> Drake. True. Aubrey Graham says YOLO. Yeah. And with that, guys, thanks for tuning in. Big facts. Until next time, stay safe, be well, bring joy. Yeah, wear your damn masks. So aggressive. (laughs) Bye. Bye.